Hey everyone, and welcome to the Americana Station podcast. Uh, today on the podcast, we have uh, Kirsten Maxwell. I met uh, Kirsten back in January through Ben Delacour. Um, he suggested her for a show that I was playing at D's Country Cocktail Lounge with Eric Bolander, who's also been on the uh, podcast as well. And she blew me away with her songwriting, guitar playing, and uh, just beautiful voice. So I was really uh, excited to get her on the podcast, and we made it work out, and um, decided to release it on Mother's Day weekend, because she's got a very sweet song that you'll hear at the end of this podcast, so stick around and make sure you listen for it. Um, it's called Prism, and it's it's actually about her mother. Um, so what's going on in my life? Right now I'm recording this at the Well Coffee House here in Nashville, Tennessee, so if you hear any background noise, that's what's going on. Um, actually in between houses and tours so uh had to come to a coffee shop and uh couldn't go to my home studio to record this today so um graciously in the back room of the well recording this podcast um what else is going on i next week next wednesday will be the first day of my west coast tour with shyla may i'm really excited about that um we will i'll probably be doing a uh small update a podcast from the West Coast for you, and uh, we'll be telling you what's going on over there. Um, as I said last time, I'm trying to do a more regular, maybe twice a month. We're testing things out here. You let me know. Give me some feedback. Uh, send me an email to Will Payne Harrison, P A Y N E Harrison, that's with two R's, at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, if you want to hear anything, if you have any questions, we got some upcoming guests. Um, and uh yeah we'll we'll try to get this uh we're we're still uh we're still young we're still working on the whole uh format of this so you know we're going to try to do some more podcasts on a regular basis twice a month and see how that goes well while you're scrolling through your Instagram feed today why don't you head on over to at Americana Station and at Will Payne Harrison and give them a follow and uh you can uh keep up to date with me and with the podcast what's going on who's going to be on um all those Insta stories and all that fun stuff. We're also on Facebook as well. And um, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, if this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you for listening. And um, you can subscribe and get all the updates by just going to iTunes or Stitcher or even SoundCloud. You can just follow on SoundCloud. And uh, as soon as the episode releases, you will be able to listen and uh, make sure to rate and all that good stuff. Well, let's get on uh, to talking about our guest today. We used to play pirates, just kids on the playground. Too young to be nervous, just carefree and wild. Based in Nashville, Kirsten Maxwell has made great strides since diving headfirst into her career. She first stepped onto the stage at age five at a small opera house in New York City. Kirsten would perform there up until high school, where her focus shifted to musical theater. Simultaneously, she started learning guitar and writing her own songs. Kirsten graduated from college in 2014 with a degree in creative writing and a passion to pursue a career as a singer-songwriter full-time. In April 2015, she independently released her debut album, Crimson. It has been met with great success, and her new self-titled EP has garnered reviews from such notable publications as No Depression Magazine. Kirsten has appeared on Good Day New York, 
uh, was nominated Most Wanted Artist at Falcon Ridge Folk Festival in 2017 um, and has been a formal showcase artist at Nerfa, Surfa, Swerfa, and as well as a Kerrville New Folk finalist in 2016 and the winner of the South Florida Folk Festival Singer-Songwriter Competition in 2016. Without further ado, let's get into it with my guest today, Kirsten Maxwell. I have uh, Kirsten Maxwell today on the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. How have you been? Uh, you've been on the road recently, right? Uh, yeah, I've definitely been on the move a lot. Um, just kind of going where the gigs take me, you know? Yeah. Where You, you were doing some house... Sh- no, you played with Mike Bronfield in mm. PA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a mix of... Um, like venues like that and uh you know folk clubs and uh i did do a house concert in jersey city um so it was kind of a mix nice yeah um so you're from new york originally Mm -hmm. new york state or Uh, actually the city yeah i was born in manhattan and grew up in uh queens and um then kind of split time between my parents houses in queens and uh huntington long island so that's where i moved here from and you just moved here to Nashville recently. Yeah, in October of nice. last year, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know Ben Delacour, and um, mm-hmm. he was supposed to play that show at D's, and then, it, well, actually, it was technically at the local, and then oh, like, right. double booked, <laughs> and then it ended up being at D's, and um, then you, you showed up last minute and just blew me away. I immediately asked you to be on the podcast because I think your music's so great, but um, thanks you just before we started, we were talking about that you were a finalist in Kerrville. Was that the year that Ben was as mm-hmm. well? So, okay. Yeah. So y'all did that whole tour together. Um, actually I didn't win, so I didn't go on the tour, Oh, but he did. <laughs> Sorry. No, was... no, no, no. But it was, it was like uh, one of the best experiences of my life. I mean, for sure, like going into it, um, you know, they told us like, you know, it's, it's intense and, you know, you might feel upset, you know, if you don't win, but it's not a big deal. And I was like, I won't be upset, you know? And then like, I didn't win. And I was like, kind of spiraled into this, like, like way more emotional than I thought I would be. And at the festival, there was like a woman trying to get this kitten adopted. And I was like, mom, I'm going to adopt this cat. (laughs) She was like, you're not in your right mind right now. Did you adopt it? I didn't do no, it. I didn't. Okay. But that was like what I was going to do, <laughs> you know, to combat like the sadness. Just, <laughs> I mean, cats do combat sadness. It's yeah. Understandable. They're, yeah. they're amazing. Um, anyway, it was, but it was the best. And obviously I, I live um, with Ben Delacour and his wife and um, I wouldn't have met them if I hadn't done that festival so that's everything yeah and you went on tour with uh chris moist right too Mm -hmm. yep yep i do i remember him talking about you and and how great you were too so it all kind of like came together in my mind whenever we finally met and played um but you just put out an an ep Mm -hmm. in the last like last year. year yeah yeah uh, so the single is I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe, right? Mm-hmm. And is that the name of the EP as well? It's or? self-titled. Self-titled. Um, okay. But yeah, that was the first one that I released. Right, and before yeah. that, you had like a full length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a full length uh, record uh, right after I graduated from college um, in like 2014. And uh, where'd you graduate college? Uh, from SUNY Geneseo, upstate New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's near Rochester. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was definitely a learning experience too. Cause obviously I'd never really done anything like that before. Um, 
but it was it was good to kind of go through that process and be in a studio and I never played with like a band before you know yeah. so that was cool how long have you been doing the songwriter thing was, has this been your entire life or is um I have been involved in music my entire life because my family were um they were all opera singers and oh wow yeah totally uh side note like <laughs> my my mom and dad met at this opera house in uh in manhattan and um, both of their brothers also sang and so when i was born and then my brother four years later we just kind of like became a part of this world um and we're singing in the children's chorus uh all the way through high school and then um but by the time I was in college, I mean, I, I had started learning guitar when I was like 13 or 12 yeah. and writing songs. And by the time I was in college, I was like, I want to be a singer songwriter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so I, I just kind of started focusing everything that I did on that, including um, my major. I ended up majoring in creative writing because I thought that that kind of right. background would contribute to, um, you know, the songwriting and all that so. so the last song on your record um is about a guy stepping on a butterfly is that oh butterfly Can yeah you tell me a little bit about that i was trying to like figure out the uh like it seems like there's a lot of layers to that mm, cool yeah um i well I, I you know it was a relationship that obviously was not good <laughs> yeah but um i was i was thinking about you know how to sort of convey that this feeling and i remembered this short story by ray bradbury mm -hmm. um about the butterfly effect and the story is called a sound of thunder uh -huh. and it's basically it's a sci-fi you know um story about uh this man who goes back in time yeah. to hunt dinosaurs because like they, they figured out how to time travel right and so he um it's like something that people can do for fun but they're supposed to stay on this path so they don't disturb anything and he goes wandering off the path and steps on a butterfly and then that you know seemingly insignificant death changes the course of time so right. when he gets back to his time everything's a little different yeah um and so in turn i found that it was like a good way to express the way that this person changed you know my life um maybe in ways that they didn't even realize right you know and sort of the, the ripple effect of of you know what went down yeah it's such it's got such creative imagery in it and uh thanks i thought it was really cool i had to listen to it like three or four times to kind of fully understand what was going on cool. that's cool. awesome um so you this is only your second like recording mm -hmm. is is this new ep and um are you planning on going back in the studio for a full length or another EP anytime? Yeah, so? for sure. Um, I think about it a lot. There's definitely a few things that have to happen before I can do that. Um, I'm kind of looking for the right situation and the right producer. Yeah. Um, money. <laughs> right. Always money. Yeah. Uh, and definitely um, want to write some more, you know. Um, but I, I think about it all the time. I can't wait to record again. Yeah. Um, so what is your writing process like? Do you write daily or is it more like whenever you just, you have a idea for a song, you sit down with it or it's, yeah, it's more like when I have an idea that grabs me. Um, I'm definitely, I think like any songwriter always thinking about, yeah. you know, ideas and there's, they're always, there's always something sort of passing through. Um, but, uh, I've definitely been in 
sort of uh I like to think of it as like the absorption period. I haven't really written much, but I've been Same. like yeah. gathering, I think, <laughs> you know, maybe in this sort of the hibernating winter months. I wonder if that's what it is. Maybe. You know, like I was it's just cold and you're not yeah, really wanting to write. I just thought about it as I was. I mean, you would think that it'd be a good time right. to write. Because there's not much going on. Right. But. You know, curl up with like a candle and like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Knock out a whole album. Yeah. yeah. If only. But um, yeah, I just haven't been in that state of mind. And I, I think also there's a lot of other stuff going on. You know, we're all like yeah. doing every part of the job and it's hard to um, sort of compartmentalize. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know how to compartmentalize <laughs> like right. everything blends together. So I think, uh, I don't know. I just haven't uh, been in that headspace, but, um, but I can feel, I feel like it's coming with, yeah, it's like, it's spring. like a cycle, you know, it's sure. like th there's input, there's output, there's like, you know, planning phase. And then like, sometimes it crosses over and your brain just wants to explode. Like right now, this month, uh, it's March right now. And, um, I am uh, doing an Indiegogo campaign for the album. I'm mm -hmm. recording the album. I start recording on Friday. Uh, nice. I'm doing a, a tour, like a full band tour yeah. for like two weeks uh, at the end of It's like so many things that it's like even... The, oh, and I, I do... I'm actually doing a, a song for a charity. Um, there's a nonprofit that writes songs for kids that are uh, sick and stuff like that. Oh, and, wow. That's um, really cool. So I have to write a song before um, I get to Cincinnati at the end of the month. I haven't oh even God. been able to think about it yet. Those deadlines yeah, are <laughs> very fun. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So it's... So you it's got like, a little bit on your plate. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like it's like it's waves, you know? It's not yeah. like constant. So. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I think that that's like the perfect time is like when you finally are like, okay, now there's nothing to do. My mind's clean. Mm -hmm. You can kind of get mm -hmm. to writing. And the weather, the pretty weather kind of helps Yeah, there's just something about the turn of the season that kind of feels like, oh, okay, I can, you know, come out of wherever I was and, yeah. you know, approach things a little differently. Yeah. So. So who are some of your influences? Where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, well, I guess uh, having the uh, opera background, I think, I've just been thinking about this more recently, but I think that that sort of classical um, influence early on in my life has definitely in maybe a subconscious way affected the way that I um, maybe think about writing, you know? Yeah. I also have a passion for musical theater, um, you know, and standards and things like that. So I think those sort of trickle in maybe melodically um, here and there. Um, but when I was really starting to write and get excited about lyrics, um, I had discovered uh, Joan Baez, uh, Joni yeah. Mitchell, you know, yeah. Judy Collins, like that whole era of uh, music, sort of 60s, 70s. Um, there's a lot there. Joni Mitchell is definitely way up there for me um, as far as that goes. Yeah, so um, kind of the Laurel Canyon oh, yeah. meets the Greenwich Village. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. Folk, yeah yeah for sure that's awesome and your in your finger picking style is is really cool too um i was noticing mm. some of the the different patterns that you were doing for some of those songs are really cool thanks yeah did, did you like take lessons or just kind of learn on your own um that stuff was just i mean as far as picking goes i just kind of felt it out yeah. and like like figured things out as i was going along um i guess i really only took lessons like 
right off the bat when my mom showed me a couple chords. Um, and then I took, I did take lessons for a summer, um, like a few years ago. Uh, and that teacher, uh, helped me start using a pick which I wasn't doing until then because that is like a whole other kind of thing you got to learn, I think. Yeah. The technique. Like I was just so um, uh, unable to like, you know, grasp the, the con- I was just like, I don't, even, I don't use a pick, you know? And he was yeah. like, you got to use a pick. So anyway. I think the bluegrass uh, scene kind of helped me mm. know how to make it sound good with a pick, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They, they use like really thick picks and, and, and kind of do this like flat, picking cross picking right. thing that like right i kind of picked up and yeah. i was like oh it actually sounds good with a pick yeah yes. once you get the hang of it obviously yeah it's like you need that texture but um yeah uh there's i mean i'd love to take lessons again moving forward because there's you know there's just always more to know and yeah. things that i would love to expand my knowledge of you know the guitar and um the theory i've never i've always been like you know wary of theory really oh yeah i, I wouldn't have guessed that <laughs> some 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 of, your, some of your chord progressions uh seem like you you really know your theory mm. good don't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this part if out. you're listening no, to this yeah. podcast yeah <laughs> erase the last few minutes yeah <laughs> it's all a lie mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh i was gonna go somewhere with this and i lost my train of thought um where was i gonna go with this oh right yeah so your family has a background in opera and they all you you said she your mom showed you a few chords do they all Mm -hmm. play uh, music as well not Um, just sing or yeah so i mean my mom is like she's cool she's very um eclectic and uh varied in her musical taste which i also definitely inherited um she grew up like playing guitar and actually was majoring in guitar in school and then ended up taking um a voice lesson and kind of switched over to opera in in the middle of her college career um but she was playing guitar and she had like a country bluegrass band and she used to play yeah like in these bars in manhattan and but then like people were smoking in bars you know at the time and she'd be out all night you know playing doing these gigs and she realized that if she was going to pursue opera she couldn't be you know tearing up her voice at night in these bars so um she had to make a choice but but yeah she she played and got me started and um her first guitar was my first guitar and all that kind of stuff what kind of guitar uh it was an angelica made in japan it was like a (laughs) hundred dollars but it's actually great and it's still uh it's still around still in good shape so yeah. <laughs> it was a good one to start on my first uh, guitar was a ibanez from a pawn shop nice i broke it like <laughs> i like dropped it and then Aww. got mad and smashed it so oh no i don't have my first that's guitar. like pretty rock star move yeah <laughs> well angsty teen yeah <laughs> listening to a lot of nirvana cracked mm-hmm. it and so i just smashed it <laughs> yeah great i love it yeah um We'll get through this. <laughs> We're doing it. We're drinking our La- yeah. LaCroix. <laughs> so do you have any um, upcoming um, tours that you're going on? Any any dates? Um, so right now I'm still kind of um, just like planning out the next few months. Um, sorry, that was terrible. 
right. Well, hold on. <laughs> Wait, I have an answer. <laughs> well, we're, we'll be. This will be coming out in May. So. Um, oh right. Yeah. Okay. What month is it? April, May. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I guess. Um. Moving forward, I'm looking at um doing some dates in June in the Midwest. Uh, with my friends Freebo and Alice Howe. Um, we've uh toured before, and uh, so we're gonna go back to like uh kansas city and uh oklahoma city and we did like this thing in the midwest and it was awesome and we did it in the middle of winter yeah. around folk alliance like two years ago um we were in iowa like in the freezing cold and when it was in kansas city mm -hmm. like not this past year before uh, year montreal before yeah yeah, yeah 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 two years ago um i was there oh we didn't yeah. even know each other then but we were there yeah <laughs> that's cool i like that that was a good one yeah, it was. It was that time. was my first one, actually. Yeah. Did I, you go this year? To, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't but next year, New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. I, Let's go. <laughs> we're gonna be there because it's it's gonna be so much cheaper for me because I'll have places to stay. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I have tons of friends down there. That helps a lot. I've never been, so I'm uh, really into to the New idea. Orleans. Yeah. You've never been to New Orleans? No. You have to go. I gotta yeah. go. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry, I got totally sidetracked. Um, so we're, so yes, I'm working on this tour with, uh, Freebo and Alice. Um, and then I, I guess I don't have like sort of, you know, full fledged tours, uh, planned out, but really just like dates yeah. wherever I have, you know, contacts and, um, wherever, uh, you know, I have anchor dates. There's some festivals coming up in the summer, um, that I'd like to be at mostly in, in the Northeast since that's where, right. you know, I have, I came from, um, for the past few years. So, um, I'm looking at like Falcon Ridge Folk Festival and the Philadelphia Folk Festival. Um, so I, you know, I'm just kind of going where. And you said are. that you played Falcon Ridge. Was that last year? Uh, it was two years ago. Well, so th three years ago, I guess, um, they have this contest, um, uh, called the, the emerging artists yeah. uh, um, contest and you enter and you go play two songs on the main stage and then um, it's the audience uh, vote that determines the three uh, top winners and then they're the most wanted artists to return um, so I was one of the three most wanted and then two years ago I came back and did that and played we did a round uh, on the main stage um, which was awesome because yeah. I've been going to that festival since I was in college and just like had my sights set on that stage and being a part of that, uh, whole thing. So it was really cool. It felt like a, you know, this accomplishment. You know, yeah. I was looking forward to. That's awesome. And you're going back this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go, I, I applied to play and, uh, cross my fingers that I, uh, can do that, but I'm going to go either way. Cause I got a lot of friends there and it's, it's just like a nice, reunion you know cool place yeah to be. there's uh there's another one up there that i know a lot of people go is it like gray fox or oh yeah is that yeah i haven't been to that one but i hear about it a lot yeah i hear about it a lot too yeah. i've actually yeah. never been to a festival in the northeast so. yeah well those are definitely some good ones the philly folk festival is really awesome too i've heard about that one yeah it's like huge and like people go crazy in the campsite like people had like pianos and stuff that i don't know how they even got it up the hill you know <laughs> like, like like an actual oh yeah grand like, piano or well, like a like an upright, upright yeah. and like all kinds of crazy 
like sculptures and like camp setups you know um it's really cool that's really awesome awesome. have Mm -hmm. you been out to the west coast yet uh no actually um if this is coming out in may then i will have already done it but i um am working on a tour with my friend kate copeland um who is in la and we're gonna work our way up the coast up to seattle in the second half of april that's what i'm doing in may oh no kidding i'm I'm actually in the middle of uh, so when this is out probably (laughs) in california but um yeah i'm uh, heading up the coast as well and it's been really interesting because i've never been out to the west coast before Mm -hmm. and it just feels like even booking wise is so different from like yeah east coast and south and stuff like that yeah i had been out in high school i did a trip with my family uh vacation but i haven't been since and i've never played there before so um yeah i'm excited to check it out what is cool is that you know again the scene is so connected and we even though we haven't played there we have all these you know friends out there or friends of friends um are you so, playing Hotel Cafe? Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I've noticed that that's the spot that all the Nashville yeah, people go to. That's funny. Yeah. That's exactly where we're starting. <laughs> that's great. And you yeah. said you're going up the coast. Are you doing um, Hotel Utah or? No, actually. No? Any wineries or anything? Um, Not sure if we grabbed any wineries. We're doing the back room um, in Berkeley. Um. And then we've got some house concerts in between. Mm. There's some stuff like up in Oregon. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a, a mixed bag again, you know. But, that, uh, but Just go to KirstenMaxwell.com. Yeah, just check out my you'll website. Find, you'll find out all the dates. Although they'll have come and gone. Yeah, that's But true. it's okay. <laughs> There'll be other dates. The, yeah, the other dates that are coming up in um, <laughs> May and June mm-hmm. in the Midwest mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah. exactly so you said yeah. kansas city will be in kansas city yeah i think we're gonna try and grab something around there um we have we actually have to kind of uh finalize our plans for that too everything is in the works right now so i don't yeah. have a lot of details to I know. share but i hate when um, that because you're like ah check out my website yeah, check, out, <laughs> check out our website for everything will be finalized yeah. by the time this comes out it'll be great yeah um I've been trying to get into Tulsa. I don't know if you've been to mm. Tulsa, but they they mm-hmm. have like a thriving scene. Oh yeah. Um, in like the whole roots Americana folk uh, area, but I haven't been able to to break into Tulsa yet. Mm. So if you you make it out there, please. I'll send check me it a, out. <laughs> okay, yeah. One of us will yeah. will break in. <laughs> we'll break in. We'll get there. That sounds good. Um, so I am gonna. Swear <laughs> to God. It's okay. It's no, been a. It's, been a day it's been well the the hurricanes last night you know the shots at honky tonk tuesday (laughs) oh right (laughs) for everyone listening last night was mardi gras and uh kirsten and i were both at honky tonk tuesday and uh my friends were like buying me shots wow and i didn't (laughs) i missed that actually i didn't yeah you you came in late yeah you came in late i was too busy dancing yeah yeah (laughs) And uh, they were playing Cajun music. It was great. It uh, was awesome. Um, so, yeah, like I woke up this morning and I, I didn't even realize I drank that much and I had like the mm-hmm. worst hangover. Oh, I'm so, sorry. It's all good. <laughs> we're coming back. We're coming back. We'll make it. <laughs> um, when Chris Moise was on, uh, that was a few months ago. It was like a Saturday morning. We were dumb and we were like, yeah, 
or was it Sunday morning? I think it was Sunday morning, and we were both like hungover. You both crap. just it was <laughs> that's funny. That's the best time to do a podcast, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd probably be way better if you were actually drinking on the podcast, but well, maybe that's another. That's, that's a, different... a themed podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could, I'm into that. If you want to experiment with that next time, next then, time, yeah, <laughs> let we'll me just know. Get a, a bottle of. <laughs> tequila or something, something gross yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back on track mm-hmm. so um you said you you're thinking towards the future and and writing your next project mm-hmm. what um what what kind of topics have you been writing recently are you have you been playing any new songs and um i, I have been playing uh unrecorded songs um i don't even know if i could call them new anymore because you know i've just i haven't written anything like really recently okay. um but uh but yeah i guess technically i have some some newer tunes and um it's mostly um relationship stuff um uh and moving forward um i really just kind of go with whatever i'm inspired by i i have been thinking a lot about i guess more like universal topics or more uh personal stuff like I guess I'd really like to write more songs that are about my relationship with myself, you know, moving forward, because, um, I think recently I've been, uh, in certainly a transformational period in my life, you know, where I'm, uh, I just feel like I'm learning a lot and doing a lot of growing up and all that. And I think that, uh, it would be worth exploring, you know, um, as a writer. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head is at, you know, when I do sit down and and start to write again. Do you draw inspiration from any other art um, besides, I guess, like songwriters, like poetry or, you know, Mm. prose? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't like actively uh, sat down and read poetry recently, but um, it definitely is just extremely uh, inspirational. medium because i i mean i was like kind of afraid uh to take poetry when i was a creative writing major when i was in school because i was just intimidated by the idea of contemporary poetry you know i felt like i didn't get it or i wouldn't be good at it or something and when i finally took the class um it was one of my favorite things that i'd ever done and i learned a lot about uh structure and um how to kind of put ideas into you know a small space or have each line mean something right um so it's i certainly am inspired by that that form you know yeah and and i think that like when i hear people's lyrics everyone writes differently but i think that you you have a very poetic um way of writing your lyrics in general and and really like drawing the listener into the space that you're in you know and uh, the song that i want you play at the end of the podcast for example like uh i watched the video with all the oh, old yeah. footage which is <laughs> cool. so cute Thanks. so adorable <laughs> but um for everyone listening um the song is about her mother what's the name of the song again i'm sorry prism prism yes sorry and just like each each uh verse mm-hmm. really puts you the first couple of times i heard it really puts you in the place even though i've never been to these places mm. of exactly what's going on and then when you see the footage it's, it's like oh wow that's kind of how i imagined it cool and i just think that that's really cool that you can with you know only so many syllables put people in the place of exactly where you were with mm. 
within that. And uh, everyone writes, you know, differently and, and not as like, uh, not everyone's as descriptive, but I, I definitely w- would have imagined that you had some kind of background mm-hmm. in poetry. Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that being said, I also, um, you know, when I'm out or listening to music or hear, you know, a new song or something um, that is more conversational, um, I really, really dig that yeah. too, that style. And that's something that I would like to incorporate more, you know, cause I don't, I feel like you want to have sort of a healthy balance between, you know, descriptive poetic language and metaphor and like, uh, just sort of straight yeah, conversational, you know, lyric. So that's also something that I think about. Um, yeah well i mean it's like we were talking about using the pick or finger picking you know you don't want to just have one trick up your sleeve you want to incorporate as many different things as you can into Mm -hmm. yeah have some sort of like diversity and well in everything you know musically and lyrically and yeah yeah, for sure not just yeah that makes total sense to me and um i think for a long time my struggle and that's probably why I noticed why you're so good at the the description stuff is that I wasn't very descriptive I was Mm -hmm. more just like straight to the point or storyteller Mm -hmm. kind of um way of of telling my lyrics so like I really appreciate descriptions that put you in the place um because I'm still working Mm -hmm. on that well yeah but uh, and that is definitely what I like about your writing you know when I heard you that night for the first time I was like I want to write songs like this. So <laughs> I guess we just have to like, you know, yeah. share a little Borrow of our, other, yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about. Do you, uh, do you ever do the co-writing thing? Have you? Yeah. Since, yeah. yeah uh, I have, I, um, I don't know. I get, I, I have met certain people that, um, I've definitely sat down with and, and worked on songs. And I, um, initially, you know, I first started writing, um, I was, I kind of like held on to, the process and I felt like this is very personal and yeah. like I would never Same. be able to do it or know how to or something. But then, um, once I did, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And you go places that you never would, you know, yeah. otherwise, or think of things, you know, collectively that, um, maybe you wouldn't have written otherwise. So I, I really enjoy doing it when I do. Yeah. Uh, I think that I was the same way at first. It's like, no, this is my song, but when you let it go and you're like, no, it's not, my song it's just Mm -hmm. a song and we're creating it it's like it's such a uh it can be such a a fun process and you can learn so much from it because you know you're taking on multiple ideas Mm -hmm. getting like a almost like a more three-dimensional uh idea in some ways because you have different minds on it yeah for sure um yeah i feel like i also find that um I mean, it depends on the person too, because obviously yeah. you have like better chemistry with some people than others. Um, but uh, I have a friend back home. Um, her artist name is Car Aster. She's like more like alt alternative pop rock. Um, and um, we write together a lot. We're writing her album together, and it's totally not a style that I personally perform. But um, it's really fun for me to step out of my own box and work in that, you know, that genre. And um, we just like, I don't know, we just definitely have like a a chemistry when it comes to working together that way. Um, And I feel like we keep each other accountable or like we won't let something slip through that 
need that if if unless we're both like this is amazing you know yeah. it's not gonna make it's not gonna make the cut i guess and that also feels really good you know because you know that like ultimately you're gonna come out with like the absolute your absolute best at least as a you know pair yeah i i've definitely had that when i started co-writing when i first moved here where you don't want to step on someone's toes but mm. you don't really love the line mm-hmm. right and, and then like when you go back to it you're like i don't want to play this because that line is weak you right know? so you want it to be the it best be, it can be yeah. And you want to be with somebody that you're not afraid to, you know, call out those those right. moments, you know. Um, but I know, I mean, I've definitely also been in situations with someone that maybe I didn't know very well or yeah. um, where we just didn't, you know, vibe um, yeah. uh, automatically. And that can be tough. My favorite is whenever you both know it's not going well and, <laughs> and you're just trying to like, you know, you're like, yeah, well, how about next like, week? Well, yeah. And then you totally never, it's almost like a bad date or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll totally call you. And you right. Never, and then you never do. No, never again. <laughs> and the song dies. Yeah. You never talk about it again. Yeah. That's happened a couple of times. <laughs> where you're just like, Ooh. yeah, but it's, it happens. It's such a, it, yeah, it's such a um, fluid process. And well, I think especially here, cause, um, you know, I don't do the modern country thing. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get set up with a writer that you're like, I don't do the modern country thing. And they're like, oh, no, I do Americana. And then mm. um, they do modern country. <laughs> um, and you're like, this is exactly yeah that. Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah. I can't. I just can't do the modern. And, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in, in the Americana folk realm want to crap on it. You know, it's still a, it's still a craft to be able to right um commercial sure music yeah it's a format and it's a format and, and and you have to do it just right it's very delicate and i'm not like mm-hmm. gonna crap on it at all but it's just not what i do it's not the way i right. think right um, I mean, it's not enjoyable to you or like how you want to spend your time right or express yourself yeah like, there's nothing wrong with that yeah but i did write this one song with this guy who's a pop guy and so th- him being pop and me being country <laughs> ended up being <laughs> kind of pop country <laughs> nice <laughs> and it's like really good so yeah. he's he's cutting it we'll see how it goes that's awesome yeah. that's a success story right yeah. there yeah happens every <laughs> once in a while yeah have you gotten into the like country writing at all or um no i mean no i i mean i guess people ask me um n- knowing that i have move down here um they're like oh are you like doing the country thing whatever that means yeah <laughs> or like you know um are you doing a lot of co-writing stuff like that and my my intention um being here was sort of just to be in a community that is supportive and um you know i just i like the overall energy and the sort of shared experience that you know we're all having here yeah. together um so i i wouldn't say that i'm like seeking out you know that that kind of thing um i really am i think i'm more of like a self-exploratory mission right now yeah um but yeah if the opportunity arises i i just like to write and it would be fun you know to do that i mean my friend again from home we've we're we like wrote a country song with like that is totally like a pop country kind of thing just bop. for fun it's, yeah it's yeah. a bop yeah <laughs> Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not opposed to it. And I think it can just like anything else, like when it's done right, it can be a good thing. Yeah. I have noticed though, like I, you mentioned the, the kind of songwriter community and, and 
sort of East Nashville uh, songwriting mm-hmm. community is is very like thriving and supportive and amazing. But I have noticed that there isn't really like any co-writing within mm-hmm. the, that kind of circle very mm-hmm. much. Um, have you have you been to the song salon? Uh, not since I moved here, but I did yeah. go when I came to visit like a year and a half ago. Or yeah. Ago. And that's where I met a lot of the people that I'm, yeah. I'm still friends with. And it's great, but it's uh, a good way to do it. I, no, no, it's, it's kind of, we're all, we're all kind of like our own little islands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I think also, again, when people say like, oh, are you doing the country thing or co-writing or whatever, that, that all still is, you know, a, a vital part of like the Nashville scene and yeah. always will be. But I think, people don't realize how many um just like singer songwriter types have come down here um being their own individual islands and just sort of like learning from each other and not necessarily you know kind of playing into that that whole other scene yeah (laughs) so um i'm gonna get you to play a song uh prism uh would you tell me a little bit about uh what it's about and um this is may so you know it's mother's day and this sure is about your mother right yeah um so the story behind the song is that it was actually written for um like a songwriting prompt um it was this tiny little series in uh, massachusetts and they would challenge the um, the, whoever was playing that coming month to write something like that month and then play it at the showcase. Yeah. Um, so the, the prompt that month was green Hills and, um, I like the whole month went by and I just couldn't think of anything. And so the morning of the show, um, I was living on Long Island at the time and I had to drive to Massachusetts. Um, I just, kind of like wrote it on the way there basically i had the verses first two verses in the morning thought of the chorus in the car wrapped it up when i got there and played it and then i was like oh okay (laughs) you know um but it really was like one of those under pressure kind of things and i didn't i didn't set out for it to be about my mom but it sort of just wrote itself you know sort of informed me of that um and uh i've been playing it ever since and recorded it and um, I'm really glad that it, it came to me because, yeah. <laughs> um, it's an important song for me and, um, my, my mom is amazing. Happy mother's day, mommy. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really glad that she has a song. I'm sure she enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, definitely a tear jerker. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Okay. Sounds good. Sitting on the stone bridge by the creek Throwing pieces of bread to the fish beneath our feet And you lie on your belly and look under the rock All the spiders live there I'm afraid but I want to be like you So I look too We're sitting in the garden Eating pea pods off the vine Watching you work between the peppermint and thyme 
You bend the flower closer to see a bumblebee. I'm afraid, but I wanna be like you. So I look to you. I look to the green hills. I look to the sky. I look to your wisdom, mother. You're a prism, and you spread the light. I've been locked up in this city where the stars hide in the blue, and I haven't felt like living as much as I used to. But every time I see you, I am caught up in your light. You're looking at the sky and saying it will be alright. I'm afraid, but I wanna be like you. So I look to I look to the green. I look to the sky. I look to your wisdom, mother. You're a prism, and you spread the light. Yeah, you spread the light. Oh, I look to the green hills. I look to the sky. To your wisdom, mother, you're a prism, and you spread the light. Yeah, you spread the light. Oh, you spread the light. Yeah, you spread the light. Well, that's it for today's episode of Americana Station Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Kirsten and um. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, go make, make sure you go hug your mother and um, tell them nice things. Uh, show them this song that she just played. You can uh, download it on iTunes. And it's also, of course, available on all the major streaming platforms as well. So uh, maybe send your mom an, a nice card and uh, show her this. She also has a video on YouTube that's a really sweet video uh, for Prism. So check it out. And uh, next up on the podcast, we'll have... Rayo Brothers uh, from Lafayette, Louisiana. I just did a tour with them back in March, and uh, we talk about their new record and writing. And They actually also recorded on my new record that will be coming out, so we talk about that a little bit. So make sure you subscribe to Americana Station. Tell your friends about it, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>